This is HPR episode 2238 entitled GNU Orc, part 6, and is part of the series Learning Orc. It is hosted by Dave Morris and is about 40 minutes long and carries an explicit flag. The summary is Looking more deeply into Orc's regular expressions. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. Hello everybody, welcome to Hacker Public Radio. My name is Dave Morris. Today I'm talking about GNU Orc and this is part six of the series that um, we're calling Learning Orc as the, the series name and Be Easy and I are doing this. My episode six is somewhat later than episode five because of Christmas, New Year, etc, etc. So As I've done in the past, I'm going to start with a short recap of the last episode, episode 5. And in that episode, the subject of regular expressions was begun. We looked at how you'd use a regular expression in the pattern part of these pattern curly bracket action sequences that we've seen. Remember, these sequences are called rules. I think it's useful to, to hammer on about the titles the names of these things because it makes it uh, less ambiguous when we talk about them so we saw some examples like and here's where people are going to say how come you're reading a regular expression out loud but yeah well we'll see how we go there are long long show notes to go with this where i've detailed everything that i'm talking about so that uh, in reality you don't need to absorb what i'm saying much if you're just listening on the on the go but um, if you're interested you can go and look at the notes and follow through those anyway if you have something uh, in an orc script this is just a fragment of orc which says dollar one then a tilde sign and then slash lowercase p square bracket e l u close square bracket slash then open curly bracket print space dollar zero close curly bracket what this means is if field one that was the dollar one contains the letter p followed by one of e or l or u then print the whole line the regular expression in that case applies to the entirety of that field it's not saying anything about where it is or anything like that there's another example that be easy did which was dollar two tilde slash lowercase e curly bracket two close curly bracket slash and then print dollar zero again and what this means is if field two contains two instances of the letter e in sequence so that was what the curly bracket two meant the thing in front of it to be to be doubled then print that that whole line now it's usual to enclose the regular expression in slashes and this make it what's called a regular expression or regex constant and the GNU manual 
goes into some detail about these and I've linked to it in particular the section about regular expressions which you might find useful. In the last episode we had a look at many of the operators used in regular expressions. Unfortunately some small errors crept into the list of operators which were mentioned in that episode and I've listed the ones that were incorrect and these are backslash a backslash lowercase z, that was a capital A I should say, backslash lowercase b and backslash d. The first one means the beginning of a string, the second one means the end of a string, the backslash lowercase b means a word boundary, and backslash lowercase d means a digit. But not in awk, I'm afraid. Those aren't the sequences for awk. Um, this sort of highlights one of the things about regular expressions. I love regular expressions, they are most wonderful things, but... There's quite a lot of inconsistencies between the different implementations of them. And uh, if you use several languages, it's so easy to get confused between them. And uh, I guess this is what happened here. But I'm going to try and uh, make sure that, that these are corrected here. And I hope I don't make any mistakes along the way, because I could so easily do so. The backslash B thing is what's available in said. I'm going to mention said. If you listen to the said series um, or might be interested in said, it's worth looking at that. But that's another case where the regular expressions are just a little bit different. The concepts are the same, but they're different. And I've included what the GNU manual says that they chose not to use backslash b for the word boundary thing. And they explain why. I won't read it out to you because I'm sure you can read it if you're interested. They use backslash y instead in awk. So. This is an, a prime example of things being problematic between different subsets of regular expressions, which is a shame because I think that puts people off. The other thing that um, Beasy did for la the last episode was to look at the ways you could replace things using regular expressions. And he talked about the built-in functions that use regular expressions to match things and then uh, replace them. And these functions are called sub, g sub and gen sub. Regular expressions are used in other functions and in other places in all, but we'll we'll uh, reserve them for a later time. So I thought it would be useful in this episode to talk a bit more about the regular expression op operations and so forth. Operators, I guess, is the right way of saying it. Um, and also to look at sub, g sub and gen sub in more detail. I think Beasy even said something to that effect in his episode, uh, expecting me to maybe go into a bit more detail. I'm the guy who drills down and goes into sometimes possibly tedious detail on things. Let's look at the regular expression operators. Now, one of the things you're probably aware of is that uh, some of the characters, the normal characters in using English, etc., like a full stop or period, has special meaning in regular expression. So if you want to switch off that special meaning and actually indicate a real full stop, then you need to precede it with a backslash. So the backslash is a way of saying this is... This, this, what is normally a special character, is to become the, the ordinary version of it. And since a backslash itself is special, then two backslashes in sequence would means that you actually mean to include a, a real backslash in your expression. There'll be some examples of its use a bit later on. It's worth noting, though, even though I've said that, that there are some uh, GNU-said 
and GNU Orc regular expression operators that use the backslash as part of the operator. So we'll come on to, to those for, for Orc in just a moment. So I've made a table of all of the regular expression operators. Really, it's a reiteration of pretty much everything that BEASY did for last episode. But I thought putting them all to, together in this way might be might be useful. I don't know. Now, one thing is that the expression that consists of an open square bracket, a list of characters, and a closed square bracket, that has the name of a bracket expression in GNU Orc. And they, remember, they that whole thing represents just one character. So it's saying anything chosen from this list. Or if you start it with a tilde, it means anything not in this list, any single character. Now... I don't think it's been said explicitly that if you want to include the character character's backslash close square bracket hyphen or tilde uh, sorry not tilde um circumflex caret in your list then you need to proceed them with the backslash so although did I say tilde before I didn't mean that I meant the circumflex or caret character Sorry about that. We also saw the character classes last time, which were these things in square brackets. So it was open square bracket, colon, then some name, colon, close square bracket. And an example is alnum, which meant alphabetic um, characters and numbers. These can only be used in these bracketed expressions. So it starts off with two open square brackets and ends with two closed square brackets. These often map onto or the same as the things like lowercase a hyphen lowercase z but they've been provided because the world now uses much broader character sets in in when dealing with text on computers so things like unicode and so forth and these are catered for by these character classes which come out of the the posix movement which has developed all of these things. Whatever, they only represent a single character. So then I want to get on to some of these special sequences, which are preceded by a backslash. And again, some of these were covered already, but not all. So I thought it was worth just doing the whole list again and just making sure that uh, we have a sort of definitive list. So backslash lowercase s means any white space character. So that's a space or a tab or a new line. The backslash uppercase S matches anything that is not a new line. And not not a white space, sorry. And both of these have their equivalents if you use character classes. And I mentioned them here, but I won't read them out. Backslash lowercase W matches any word character where a word character is a letter, a digit, or the underscore character. That that's that comes from the, the days of computer variable names. So word in this context means can can because words don't words in English don't usually incorporate numbers unless they're elite speak or something. The backslash uppercase W matches the reverse, which is any non-word character. Then we've got backslash less than sign, and that matches the word boundary or, or the empty string it says in the manual at the beginning of a word. And backslash greater than matches the empty string at the end of a word. So here if you want to, to generate a regular expression where you say things like a word beginning with X, then you can do that using these things or ending with X, whichever what you want to do. The backslash Y, which we mentioned before, is 
um, the same as the backslash less than and backslash greater than, but it, it operates at both ends of the of the word, both boundaries it represents. More correctly, either ba- boundary. Backslash capital B matches everywhere but on a word boundary. And you think, well, why on earth would you want to do that? Well, um, I've included an example that shows its use bit later on it's effectively the the inverse of backslash lowercase one let me come to the last two which are and these are hard to to read so i've, I've as i've done with a few others i've i've spelled them out make it clear what they are backslash back quote and that matches the empty string at the beginning of a string so it's also the beginning of a buffer, or the beginning of the current line, or the start of a of a field. It's essentially the same as the circumflex or caret operator, which you could use in a regular expression. Not in the square brackets, but just on the regular expression itself. It's not completely clear to me why the two options for doing the same thing exist, but there you are. Then there's backslash single quote and that matches the empty string at the end of a buffer or a string and it's essentially the same as the dollar sign operator now it's worth saying but i won't go into detail about the fact that gnu orc is a superset of the traditional orc it includes the posix features and the gnu features which have been added on but you can switch either or both of those off and the regular expression operators i've just mentioned behave differently or don't exist depending on how you set these these flags i've included a link to the regular expressions section in the gnu orc manual in order to explain this hopefully so let's go on to functions the functions we've already seen last episode we're going to look at those in a bit more detail. Start with sub. Sub function has the format sub, open bracket. Then the first argument is a regular expression, comma. The second argument is the is a replacement string. And then there's an optional third argument, so that would be comma, and then the target. As I said, the first argument is the regular expression, and it's usually enclosed in slashes. Now, there are other ways of dealing with this thing, which I've made a footnote about. There are other other things than regular exp- regular expression constants or regex constants, but I think it's probably... We don't want to go into that just at the moment, but you can delve into the manual if you want to. The, the replacement argument is a string, and that contains the the thing that you want to replace when there's a match with the regular expression, the first argument. If this contains an ampersand character, it refers to the whole text that was matched. So you can use the text that was matched in the replacement. The third argument being optional is the target, and that's the the string or field that will be changed. Now, it has to be a string variable or a field name since it's actually changed in place. So sub is just called, and when it's run, providing it matches, it will have changed whatever you point at. If you don't use this argument at all, then field $0, which is the whole input buffer, input line, input record, is modified. Um, one thing to, to bear in mind is it searches for the longest leftmost match 
using the regular expression argument. So it's uh, it's one of these regular expressions which are greedy. It'll it will find the the longest match that that fulfills its specification. So that's important to bear in mind. I did hammer on about this on the said series. I haven't gone into that much detail here, but maybe in later episodes we'll, we'll use some examples that show this in a bit more detail. Now, since this is a function, it returns a result, which you, you can throw away if you want to, but uh, it returns the number of changes made. Well, since it can only make 0 or 1, then the result will either be 0 or 1 change that's returned. So I've done some examples, and rather, I'm not sure whether it's wise to try and read these out. I'll try the first one and then I'll gloss over the the, the second and third. So what I've got here is an example of a command line command where I echo the string banana through a pipe to awk and then in the awk quoted script on the same command line I've got open curly bracket sub open parenthesis slash an slash comma and then in double quotes because double quotes the string delimiter in awk I've got two capital X's close bracket close parenthesis that, that I should say semicolon space print close curly bracket close quote so what that's doing is it's uh, been told to find the first occurrence of the string an lowercase in the dollar zero field, the whole record, replace it with two X's. So the answer you get back is B X X A N A. And the second example shows pretty much the same thing except that the replacement is two ampersan. So if if an A N is matched, it's replaced with A N A N. So you you get as a result banana na 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 na. I have a very strange sense of humour, I'm sorry. The third one does a little bit more it does does the same same as the previous one except that it captures the result of the sub function call into a variable called n and then it prints out changes made equals and the, the value of n and the result which is the contents of dollar zero after the change has been made so you get get the message changes made equals one and the result is this banana with with an extra an in it Okay, so nothing very complex there. can get complex in the regular expression, but we'll get on to more advanced examples in a, in a while. So let's look at G sub. G sub is similar to sub. It has the same, same format, G sub, regular expression, comma, replacement, and then an optional target. The arguments have exactly the same purpose, but the function differs in that it searches the the target string for all matches and replaces them. It says in the manual that the matches must not overlap. I would never have expected that to be a criterion, but I thought it was probably worth reiterating it anyway. It again returns the number of changes made, but it it can be any number from zero to whatever. So we've got the echo banana business again. This time G sub replacing AN with two capital X's, but in this case, it replaces, because there's two instances of AN in banana, it, you get back BXXXXA. Okay, I kept it simple, hopefully, just to make the point of what it's doing. Then the second example shows if, you, if your target is ANA and you place that with XX, it only matches once. And that's because banana could be said to contain the sequence ANA overlapping so it's ANA and then if you step back one ANA again I, w- 
I, I don't know. I've never... I don't know why... Maybe I've been working this stuff too long, but I can't imagine any system that would, would see that as two patterns to match. But there you go. That was a demonstration that it doesn't replace the overlaps. Then the last example for G-sub is a little bit more substantial. In this case, I'm, I've got a single-line example where I'm processing the file called file1.txt that was introduced earlier on in the series. And I'm using G-sub and replacing... The, the regular expression consists of, in square brackets, a list, and the list is all of the vowels, A, E, I, O, U. The replacement in the G-sub is a question mark, and I want to apply it, and so the target is $1, so it's field 1. So it's only going to apply to field 1 of this, this file. And the result from G-sub is saved in a variable called n. For every instance, every line that awk detects, it will do that G-sub, and then it will use printf to print out the result. And, and it's using format string, where the format string consists of a percent hyphen 12s so it's saying print out something or other some string in a field of 12 characters wide and that's followed by a space and then in brackets percent d so that's saying print out a, a number in parentheses then there's a backslash n at the end because printf will not generate new lines by itself the arguments to printf are dollar one which is the field we've just manipulated and n which is the number of changes that were made so the result is you get a list of the the fields where every vowel has been replaced by a question mark. And then at the end of the line, you're seeing in brackets, in parentheses, the, the number of changes. So we've got two, two, three, two, etc., etc., and four at the end. Pineapple's got a lot of vowels in it. Not, nothing very exciting, but I uh, hope it makes the point. So sub and g sub, pretty straightforward. But gen sub, the third one, is somewhat more complex. It's been added to GNU Orc quite a bit later than sub and g sub and i just said as a little aside here that um i was using gnu orc quite a long time ago and i've got a manual still from from work uh, that i printed out on the laser printer there and bound and it's the it's called the gork manual they tend to call it gork in those days dated 1992 version 0.14 and there is no gen sub in that one so i don't know when it came about i'm sure you could find out if you really wanted to know but uh, it's um it wasn't there back in the day so gen sub has got a bunch of arguments which are essentially the same as the the others sub and g sub except that there's an extra one so i'm going to go through them all one by one and i've i've documented them individually in the, the note so regex the first one that's a regular expression which is usually a constant enclosed in slashes and you can use any of the regular expression operators that you've seen in this episode and the previous one but one of the particular things that is of interest is that you can use regular expression groups which are enclosed in parentheses and i keep keep making references back to the learning said series i did harp on quite a lot about this in that series so if you were listening to that then um maybe this will will not be new to you second document is referred to as the replacement as before and it's a string which specified what's going to be 
replaced. But it can also contain back references to the things that were captured by the parenthesized expressions that were in the regular expression earlier. Now, a back reference consists of a backslash followed by a number. If the number is zero, then it refers to the entire regular expression, and it's the same as the ampersand character that we've already seen. Anyway, otherwise, it can be one to nine. You can't have more than nine back references which I find strange but there you go and it refers to one of the parenthesized groups and they are just numbered in sequence across the regular expression. Now here's an oddity of orc. The way that orc processes strings and that's a, a bunch of characters enclosed in double quotes remember you have to double the backslash. So in order to refer to parenthesized component number one the string must be backslash backslash one so I, I always found this to be a bit of a pain um, but it's a it's an orcism you find that other regular expression environments don't do this and said doesn't for example third argument is called how and it's a string which must contain a capital G a lowercase g or a number. If it's one of the G's, it means global, and it means all repl all the all the matches should be replaced, as specified in the replacement argument. If it's a number, then it indicates which particular numbered match and replacement should be performed. Now, this is not referring to the the groups, parenthesized groups. It's just referring to the matches within the regular expression. And you can't select more than one, so, so which uh, personally I find a bit of a pain, but uh, there you go. So you can't do multiple actions. Either do the whole string, replace everything, or you choose just one, but you can specify which one it is. The fourth argument is the target, again, and it's optional. And if you don't uh, provide it, then $0, the whole record is used. Now, it can be a variable containing a string or a field, or it can be a string constant thing in double quotes. And that's because the target is not changed in situ like the other ones, sub and g sub. Instead, the function doesn't return a number as the previous ones. It returns the change string. So this needs examples, I'm sure. So this is, this is quite a powerful feature. To my mind, not quite powerful enough, but certainly a lot more powerful than just sub and g sub on their own. So my example is the famous banana example again and I'm using gen sub this time and I'm saying replace the letter A with a capital A and I'm using the how command is um, a G how argument I should say the third argument now the gen sub function call is preceded by a print because gen sub is called our answer is returned and then print operates on that so it prints out the result one of the th as i was coming up with an example here i accidentally made it do the same as i've been doing with the sub and g sub examples and put the print on the end and was wondering why doesn't this work well i added another print here which will just a bare print will print dollar zero which is the target that's been operated on you'll see that the first thing that gets printed out is banana or all the cap with all the a's are turned into capital a's the second thing printed out is banana with everything in lowercase because nothing has been changed in dollar zero so hope that just drives home that point then i've got the same example or similar example again again banana and i've i've used gen sub replacing lowercase a with the uppercase a but 
the how argument is the number one in in quotes so what that's asking is only the first match to be replaced so the the gen sub is is matching the letter a the lowercase a in the word banana and it's been told when you've done the first one and stop don't replace any so see what i meant about it's got nothing to do with the groups in parentheses because there aren't any here then the next example is a rather weird and clunky one but just to sort of make the point what i've got here is again the famous banana is being changed but in the gen sub the regular expression is backslash uppercase b then the letter a lowercase a then another backslash capital b then the closing slash i want to replace the matched a with an uppercase a and i want to do it globally across the whole thing but what this is doing is it's saying any a which is preceded and followed by a not word boundary otherwise which any a which is not a word boundary so it only changes the first and the second letters letter a's because the last one is on the word boundary at the end of the word now it is a way of doing replacements but it's it's clunky it's no, i couldn't think of any other way in which you could do just a, a subset of the, re, the available replacements so the next example shows the use of bracketed parenthesized sub expressions or regular expressions in parentheses however you like to say it and it's really a reference back to something i did on the said series i echoed the string hacker public radio with capitals on each word into orc and use gen sub and inside the gen sub regular expression is a backslash lowercase w so that's a single word character in parentheses that's followed by backslash lowercase w followed by a plus sign in parentheses so that means um, one or more characters word characters then the last parenthesized expression is backslash uppercase w so that means any non-word character and that's followed by an asterisk so that means zero to however many instances so the intention with that was it would match the word hacker say the first group would catch the capital h the second group would catch the a c k e r and the third group would catch the space which is a non-word character the replacement is to include back reference two so it's slap backslash backslash two then back reference one which is backslash backslash one the letters a y then backslash backslash three so effectively it's taken the first letter off the word hacker put it on the end added a y to it and then replace the space after it and the how argument is a g and so it it will keep applying this rule throughout the entire um, string it's, it's it's running on dollar zero buffer the whole record so what it does is it uh, it it flips around the the letters in the way that i did in the said series to turn hacker public radio into akahay oblic pay adio ray which is a very primitive pig latin it just amused me that example i don't think it amused anybody else but uh, it amused me then the final example in uh, for gen sub shows pretty much the same thing but uh, a different variant of it i 
in this case I have not echoed Hacker Public Radio into an ORC script, but I've enclosed the entire um, GenSub print GenSub call into a begin rule. So it's capital, all in capitals, begin, open curly bracket, then the stuff that I wanted wanted to operate on. The GenSub does exactly the same operation and the replacement is exactly the same. But the how argument is a number three in quotes, double quotes. So it only applies to the third instance. And the string that I want to operate on, Hacker Public Radio, is the target string and, and it's actually there as a string literal in the in the core just to show that you can do that why on earth you'd want to do it of course is, is another question but it is possible to do and the, re- the result is hacker public and then the third instance the third matching um, instance is radio which is turned into ADO ray so hopefully that um, helps to uh, demonstrate some of the, the features now I thought I would end off with a slightly more meaty example and so I've written a simple awk script the awk script is called contacts.awk and it's operating on a data file called contacts.txt the idea was that you might have a file of contacts where you you had things like name and email address and so on and you might want to do manipulation on it with awk and I haven't done anything very exciting this time but we'll maybe do some other stuff later now uh, there are there are links to these files and they're included with the show so you can grab them and mess around with them if you want to. As an, an aside, I used a site called Mockaroo, which I'm sure should be said with an Australian accent, which I won't try. I was going to, but I shouldn't. And it's a site for generating free test data. Or at least if you want to generate just a little bit like this, it's free. If you want to do something much more advanced, then you have to pay. But uh, I just used it to generate 10 chunks of data it generated csv data for me then i used vim to turn that csv into a final format and i used a plugin called csv.vim which does some quite cool things with csv formatted data and i used the convert data function to turn it into a different format and i've given an example of the first eight lines of the file which you can look at yourself but uh, include them in the notes in case you you don't want to um so it's what it's done is it's generated lines that consist of the word name colon space then the person's name then i've actually included the first and the last name split out into fields so it's first colon and then last colon and the surname and email colon space blah 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 gender there were other fields you could you could generate but i stopped at that so that block of lines is followed by a blank line and then so on and so forth and the reason i chose this format is there's quite a few contact management things simple ones for command line use that will work with that sort of format so i've included a listing of the script in the notes in case you you don't want to grab it yourself and i've included uh, an inst- uh, an example of how to invoke it and you would type awk space minus lowercase f space and the name of the script contacts.awk space and then the name of the file contacts.txt now the the script and i won't go into massive detail with this just skim through it quite quickly it's not that complex i'm sure you'll 
and it's also commented so hopefully it's self-documenting and there's some jibber jabber in the notes as well so it's not much point in me going into too much detail what it does is we've got a file which contains blocks of lines so we've got line 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 then a blank line so what i wanted to be able to do is to make orc treat that block as one entity in in fact as one record okay so this is sort of slightly off off the the track as regards regular expressions but um, bear with me i think you might find it useful so in the script there's a begin rule and in the begin rule various separators are defined so first of all the field separator is not the usual space but a new line the record separator is not a new line but two new lines and then the output record separator ORS is a new line bunch of hyphens and a new line four hyphens so what this means is that as ORC reads this data it will keep reading a record until it hits a double new line so that blank line is effectively a double new line because there's one at the end of the record and then a black, then an empty one. And when it prints it out, it'll print it out. If I didn't change the output record separator, it would just come up back out again as it was written, as it was read, I should say. But I put a line of hyphens in there just to make it clearer. The field separator, because each line in the normal sense, the, the bit between new lines, these regarding we're regarding them as fields, and so therefore the delimiter is a new line okay this is pretty useful when you're doing weird stuff with a with a file formatted like this i used to do this a lot when i was working because i was managing an ldap directory and it tends to write stuff in this this sort of general format anyway the main the program itself is just a bunch of um statements in a in curly brackets and it's that that means it's going to operate on every record using record explicitly here rather than line so what i wanted to do in here was simply to show you the difference between four of these regular expressions so i'm using sub to place markers at the the points where four of these regular expression operators tell it to so the first one is that backslash a back quote which means the beginning of the buffer and i put a, an open square bracket there then i put at the end of the buffer a close square bracket and that is the backslash single then i did the same with the circumflex which is beginning of line or beginning of buffer it's a little bit vague as to what the difference is between these things in terms of the terminology that's best to use and i'm using curly brackets here to to, to place into the the output just to show where these things are then the final statement is print and i print uh, an open parenthesis followed by the record number for the record i'm printing a slash followed by the number of fields in that record followed by a close parenthesis and then followed by that record dollar zero the sort of things that it generates you can see in the notes i'm just giving you the first eight lines so it's open parenthesis one slash five close parenthesis space then an open curly bracket an open square bracket name colon robin richardson etc 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 and at the end of that block is a close bracket square bracket and a close 
curly bracket, then a line of hyphens and so on to the next one. So it's showing you that the start of buffer means what you would expect it to mean, but you might not fully understand what that means if you're just thinking in terms of lines separated by new lines. So awk can deal with, it can gobble data in different ways than uh, than the sort of conventional way we've been looking at so far. I thought it was about time to mention this now. So Okay, I put a warning in here just saying, watch out if you've been learning SED, if you're following the learning SED series, that the concepts here are pretty similar in fact, they're almost identical, but the way in which regular expressions are, are written is different. So do be careful between the two, otherwise you're going to get into trouble. I just thought it was worth saying that. Well, I have now said it several times, so apologies. So we have um, we've done, I think, and uh, hopefully you found that useful and now understand a lot more about how you would do regular expression stuff in Orc. I've included an EPUB version of these notes, which personally I'm not sure is a good thing. The EPUB, sorry, not EPUB, the EPUB one is good. The PDF version is not so good. I'm not keen on the PDF. I didn't get any feedback last time when I asked for it from anybody saying keep that one, throw that one, or throw them both, or go away, or anything like that. But um, feel free to let me know what you think of these things, because I'd quite like to consolidate all of the notes for this series into one format, probably EPUB at some stage when the series is finished i'll probably do the same for the said series at at some point as well okay that's it then thanks a lot bye now you've been listening to hacker public radio at hackerpublicradio.org we are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday monday through friday Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.